Welcome to Speak Out, a podcast on reproductive justice. I'm your host, Megan Shealy. In this episode, I'll be talking about the escalating fight over our sexual and reproductive health and the basic human rights for all women of ages, race, and social class. I want to share with you why reproductive health is so important to me and something I'm a huge advocate for. So this is my story. Three years ago, when I was at the age of 25, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer. Luckily, mine was caught in time, so I have my life. But at the same choice, I was given a choice between chemo and radiation or having part of my cervix removed. And with that surgery, it gave up the rights to me ever having children of my own. So at that time, I was 25, and I was young and single, and I didn't really know what the future had in store for me. Um, And it's an impossible decision to make. But at the end of the day, you can't have kids if you don't live. So with the support of my family, my friends, I had part of my cervix removed. I chose the surgery. Now that I'm 28 years old, I have an amazing boyfriend, and it's a tough conversation to have to tell your partner that we can't have a family of our own. So looking back, I was so young, and regular HPV tests were not part of a regular screening program. I never missed an appointment. I had all the shots to prevent the virus, but it still happened to me. And it happens to so many other women who were unfortunate enough to lose their lives because HPV screenings are not mandatory, and they still aren't. And there's no signs of the virus, and you don't know until it's too late. So for any of you listening that haven't been tested for HPV or been screened, please go get tested. Usually insurance doesn't cover it, but it is so worth it just to have that peace of mind because I, you never want to end up in that situation that I was. So that's my story. And with that, I started thinking about the healthcare system and how it is so unfair, even for me. And I'm a middle-class Caucasian woman And it got me thinking about the issues that women of color face when it comes to their reproductive rights, especially when it comes to those of low-income families who sometimes can't afford the proper medical care. This topic is really important to address because we tend to think of women as a gender. And in the last four years, thanks to Kimberly Crenshaw, this new movement of intersectionality comes into play. And it's not just about what women face as a whole. It's about what every woman faces individually And that's something we really need to start realizing and talking about. Women's rights are fundamental human rights, allowing the rights to live free from violence, slavery, discrimination, to have the rights to be educated, to own our own property, to vote, and even, you know, be fair to equal wage. And that was 100 years ago with the women's rights movements. And in the year 2019, women are still facing a whole other form of discrimination and oppression, and that's our rights to reproductive health. So as I started kind of researching this more, every article, every newspaper, every book all had one similarity that I couldn't get out of my head. And that's how discriminatory our system is against women of color and the correlation between color and low income. So doctors and politicians have been forcing contraception on low-income women of color for over a century, and it continues to happen to this day. Low-income women of color are more likely to be pressured by doctors to use contraception than white women, and even if it's not their preference. And this is nothing new. In the 20th century, birth control gave women this 
newfound freedom to act on their own bodies. And the reproductive rights movement was quickly co-opted by unigenics who believed that they could improve the country by lowering the birth rates of this so-called unfit. So in other words, forcing sterilization on women, women of color, women of disabilities. Eventually, 32 states in the United States would adapt this mandatory sterilization laws between 1930 and 1940s. 70,000 women were forcibly sterilized without their consent. Majority of those were women of color. And so flash forward to the year 1990. That wasn't that long ago. I was born in 1990. In several states, women of color that were convicted of child abuse during pregnancy had either a choice to have a contraceptive device planted in their arm or go to jail. Even more recent, in 2006 to 2009, State prison, over 150 women were sterilized without their consent, and a fourth of them being women of color. Even today, doctors are likely to tell women of low-income situations and of color that they should have fewer kids than the middle-class white woman. There is just so much evidence indicating how women of color, especially those of low-income families, are significantly discriminated against when it comes to the fundamental rights and the basic women's rights on like women's mental, physical, and sexual health. So I had the choice. It wasn't one I wanted to make, but a lot of these women weren't even given that. And it's incredibly heartbreaking. And I know that from experience. Reproductive justice seeks to achieve equal access to like safe abortions, affordable contraception, sexual education, and that's addressing like the need for women of color requires like this new movement that needs to happen for, in the reproductive justice in America. Every individual has the right to have a child. Every individual has the right not to have a child. To parent the child that they do have in a safe and healthy environment. And this all ties into basic human rights. So I guess my question is, when will the fight for reproductive health include all women? Women that are old, women that are young, all ethnicities, all social, social economic standards, trans women, bi women. It shouldn't matter. We should all have the same access to reproductive justice. And please, if everybody listening, if you haven't been tested for HPV, you should really go. It could save your life. Anyways, thanks for listening. Until next time.